Welcome once again to the Extra Point Podcast. I'm Todd Stiles, and I'm glad you've joined us again for this episode. The Extra Point Podcast is an opportunity for us to look back at the text that we preached on the previous Sunday and to get some bonus material, some extra insight. And this podcast comes out every Tuesday, and so I'm glad you've joined us. I'm one of the pastors at First Family, and today I want to take a few moments and just share some additional insight, glean some um, further um, meaning from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. We looked at it Sunday and saw in that simple phrase, which is really the ending of a larger thought that began in verse 7, we saw what God was up to eventually, what He's doing in the long term, what's His ultimate end and aim, and that is to consummate everything in and under the headship and lordship of Jesus Christ. A phrase in verse 10 that's interesting is when it says that uh, that God is working all this as a plan for the fullness of times. And the word times there, it's plural, and it's the word kairos. I didn't mention this Sunday for lack of time, but I want to take a few moments and just talk about the word kairos and uh, compare and contrast it to the other word for time, which is chronos. And I want to use this opportunity to bring some um, some distinction between the two. One is not better or worse, they're just different, but I think they are uh, important in how they are used. So let me just provide some distinction initially between these two words, kairos, used in, of course, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, and then the word chronos used other times in the New Testament. In fact, kairos is used about 86 times, chronos used about 53 times. And the words um, are different from various aspects, chronos time would be what we call sequential time. I often use the word clock time. Uh, it's uh, the kind of time that you know you can state specifically uh, that is occurring at the moment. It's measurable. We would say it's a quantitative time. Um, Three o'clock, you know, eight o'clock, uh, four fifty-five. Those are all chronos types of. That's that's chronos language. Kairos time, however, would be at an indefinite amount of time. Perhaps it speaks to a certain event or a moment in time that's not measured quantitatively, but rather qualitatively. And so we might say this, uh, like a husband is hearing his wife say, it's time, and she's speaking about her pregnancy and that the hospital is the next stop, uh, then the baby's coming. So she might say it's time. She doesn't mean it's 8.51 or 3.13. She's meaning whatever time the clock says, it doesn't matter because it's time to get to the hospital. It's a qualitative type of of moment that's maybe not measured in a quantitative ways. So that's kairos time, and of course that's in juxtaposition to chronos time. Uh, I find it quite interesting that when the disciples asked about um, the, the restoring of the kingdom, this is in Acts chapter 1, verse 6, they used the word chronos. They said to him, Lord, is it time for you to restore the kingdom? And they were speaking of a particular quantitative, measurable time. But when the Lord answered them in Acts 1-7, here's what he said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. And the word seasons there is kairos. And so he's instructing them quite plainly not to be caught up in trying to figure out perhaps the moments, the 
the various intersections, the opportunities that perhaps God knows about and is working in His plan to bring everything under uh, the authority and headship of Christ. He says instead in Acts 1.8 to be focused on and concerned about being filled with the Spirit and being witnesses. In one sense, he's actually saying to them, don't worry about what time I'm going to do what I know I will do. He's speaking to them as the Son, of course, God the Son. He's saying, don't you worry about my timetable. What you should worry about is what you'll do in the time that you have. Now, that's interesting because oftentimes we do get focused on what we think God should do on His timetable, don't we? And we want to make, we want to make sure that His um, actions and um, events and, and uh, what He's doing, His will, fits into our time. But the Lord here says to His disciples, it's not for you to know the times or seasons the Father has appointed and established. Instead, you just simply focus on, on being a witness and being filled with the Spirit in the time that you have. And so I think there's some really good lessons to learn there. Uh, not that we shouldn't be focused and wise in our time, because Paul does say in Ephesians chapter 5 that we should make the best use of time because the days are evil. The word there is kairos. He's saying use every opportunity. Make the best use of our of our moments. And so, so the Lord wasn't saying don't worry about time. I think what he was saying to his disciples and what Paul is echoing is this. Don't try to control God's time or understand necessarily His timing down to the T so that it fits your schedule or fits into your life. Let's just take the time we have from God. Let's number our days accordingly because He's ordained them. So let's let's number them well and live them effectively in the power of the Spirit for the purposes of God. One of the ways that I try to aim towards this is by three simple points. Let me just share these with you, three things that I think help me, and perhaps they'll help you today as well. Number one, I try to avoid an incessant infatuation with trying to figure out God's timetable. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, when He's coming back, and what is the order of things when He comes back, and how many years are involved in this situation or that situation, and is it literal or metaphorical? And I just personally find it more helpful to avoid an incessant infatuation with all of these different timing details, because I think that you fall into the category of, of, of uh, they're, they're, it's God's timetable. Those are things He appoints. And so what we can know, let's investigate, discover from Scripture, but what we can't know, let's just be content to let God, um, He's the owner and ruler of those timed things. So I would say, first of all, avoid incessant infatuation with timing issues from God's perspective. He's in control. He's working a plan, and it's His plan. The second thing I do to help myself, and I think perhaps it will help our listeners, is this. I assess the opportunities I do have in front of me that fall within um, my range of time, both chronos and kairos time. I try to assess you know, what's available to me today in this 24-hour period I have, uh, what's available to me uh, in this moment, and by that I don't mean a certain time of day, but things that pop up or, or show up on your, uh, in your schedule kind of um, without you planning for it. They could be opportunities for God to work in different ways. So just kind of living from an, in, in an assessing kind of way, like what would the Holy Spirit have me do in these moments? in this 24-hour period, in this exact situation that suddenly I find myself in. So I avoid incessant infatuation with 
God's timetable. I, I instead try to assess the opportunities and moments He's given me in my timetable. And then, as I hear the Holy Spirit and understand what my responsibilities are as, let's say, a husband, father, or pastor, I act on those. And I think this helps avoid what we call analysis paralysis and keeps us uh, focused on living as a witness in the power of the Holy Spirit for God's purposes. So those three words that all begin with a, they kind of help me distinguish and live with both a chronos mindset at time and with a kairos mindset at time, to avoid, to assess, and then to act. And my sense is that the more we uh, bend our minds and, and, and eyes towards doing what we can and seeing what God has given us in the timetable that we have and not trying to figure out the timetable that He has, I think we'll find ourselves in a much better position to, to be um, the kind of disciple who makes disciples and live the kind of life uh, that brings glory and honor to our Lord.